Hello everyone, I'm Dhwani and I'm Khushi. Welcome to another episode of Zero Down podcast presented by Arthashastra, the economics department of Miranda House. On March 14th, Elon Musk bought slightly more than 9% of Twitter, making him the public company's largest outside shareholder and therefore kicking off a saga of corporate drama worthy of the HBO show Succession, inciting discussions of hostile takeovers, proxy battles and board replacements to just push the deal through. Musk himself is worth about $280 billion, thanks in large part to Tesla's more than trillion dollar market capitalization, and he has committed $21 billion of personal equity to take Twitter private. For him, the social network is a small change. What's less clear is his motive for pursuing Twitter in the first place. Now, just to give a brief overview of how exactly things went down. On April 5th, Musk disclosed he had purchased more than 9% of Twitter's share on the open market, therefore making him the public company's largest outside shareholder. At first, he was offered a board seat, however that plan quickly fell through. Then, on April 14th, Musk offered to buy the rest of Twitter and take it private for $54.20 a share. This offer valued the company at around $44 billion, which was well above its concurrent market capitalization. This was followed by a letter sent to Twitter from Musk stating that Twitter would need to be transformed to a private company or else he would leave. However, eventually on April 25th, Twitter's board publicly and unanimously accepted Musk's buyout offer. Talking about the legal trouble involved in the Twitter buyout, on May 13th, Musk tweeted that he was putting the deal to acquire Twitter temporarily on hold, pending additional information about the volume of fake and spam accounts on the platform. And that is despite regular disclosures by Twitter stretching back years featuring its estimates that less than 5% of the accounts on the site were fraudulent. However, unable to come to an agreement over the bots issue, Twitter ultimately ended up suing Musk in Delaware court to enforce the $44 billion deal while claiming that Musk conduct confirmed that he wanted to escape the binding contract that he freely signed and to damage Twitter in the process. As the trial approaches and the markets increasingly predict a verdict in favor of Twitter, Musk said that he will resubmit his bid to acquire the company for $54.20 if Twitter agreed to head off a trial. Now, coming to why did Twitter even decide to sell? By the time that Musk had offered to purchase Twitter, it had infamously already been in troubled waters for quite some time. It has failed to keep pace with its competitors such as Facebook and TikTok and its updates and new features have arrived only intermittently and confusingly, often angering its users. In fact, its advertising-based business model has barely changed since its launch in 2006. However, it all boils down to the fact that Musk's offer was way too good to decline. And there are two reasons for that. One is that $44 billion is indeed a good price for Twitter. It is significantly more than the $28 billion Microsoft paid for LinkedIn, and LinkedIn, in the opinion of business critics, had a more viable business model. 
It is also much more than what Facebook paid for Instagram or WhatsApp. When Musk offered to buy 100% stake in Twitter for 44 billion, it was much higher than Twitter's market cap of around 39 billion. And this 39 billion is actually on the higher side of Twitter's market cap when seen in the context of its business performance in the last 5 years. Significantly, Twitter's stock price has seen a downward trend for the past year or so ever since founder and former CEO Jack Dorsey's exit in November 2021. In fact, Twitter's stock price hit a 52-week low of $31.30 on February 24th last year, and it has shown no sign of recovering or going on an upward trend as well. In particular with Dorsey out investors seem to be hesitant in showing faith in Parag Agrawal. So when Musk offered to pay $54.20 per share for Twitter it was likely seen as a good exit option by Twitter management. And the second reason seems to be the future of Twitter and what Musk could have done to it if Twitter decided to fight off the hostile takeover. Musk in his offer letter to Twitter chairman Brett Taylor on April 14th said that he would need to reconsider his position as a shareholder if the board chose to decline his offer in other words musk straight up threatened that he would be selling his twitter stock if his bid to acquire the company fails now musk at that time owned a little over 9% of twitter stock selling this much stock would have resulted in twitter's share price taking a beating in the open market It is safe to assume therefore that Twitter would have lost a lot of market cap in that case and its value would have gone down even further. Even the Musk's offer on buying Twitter has finally gone through. His intentions behind actually buying Twitter still remain unclear. On the surface, Musk has claimed that the main reason he bought Twitter was to promote free and open speech on the service, which he said he sees as an essential place for sharing viewpoints. However, it's also important to note how the acquisition of Twitter plays into Musk's grander vision of creating a super app for Western market called X, modeled after WeChat, which is owned and operated by a Chinese technology giant called Tencent. In China, WeChat is used by more than one billion people as an all-in-one social media, instant messaging, and mobile payment app. used to order food hail cabs and find news it is sewn into the fabric of daily life musk has said that if a similar app were used by enough people worldwide to communicate it could establish a payment system as well musk has not publicly offered a plan or timeline for x but he said that despite not being necessary to create x twitter probably accelerates x by 3 to 5 years Verifying users' identities might be the first step for Musk to turn Twitter into X, the super app. However, it is also important to note that Musk's grand plan to turn Twitter into the super app by integrating speech, communication, and money into one app will also likely face resistance from politicians and antitrust regulators in the U.S., where there are growing concerns about needing to rein in tech giants that already dominate the market. Now discussing the impact that this takeover has had on Twitter's employees. Soon after taking control, Musk swiftly fired several top executives including CEO Parag Agarwal, CFO Ned Segal, and Vijay Gade, the head of legal policy, trust and safety, and essentially all the people that were familiar with the matter. 
Musk had previously also told prospective partners that he would cut nearly 75% of Twitter's workforce. However, he soon realized that the layoffs at that scale could have immediate impacts on the site's users and features, prompting him to lay off only a smaller proportion of the workforce instead. Reports about his plans for deep cuts were met with anger and mass resignations inside the company. This Twitter buyout also affected the Twitter blue. At the forefront of Elon Musk's proposed changes for Twitter has been the notion of Twitter blue. The new Twitter blue lets you pay $7.99 per month for a blue verification check mark next to your name. However, this change has been controversial, mostly because it renders meaningless the original purpose of the blue checks and verification. When Musk first attempted to release his take on Twitter Blue, things did not go as planned. This was mostly due to the fact that Twitter Blue didn't have any real way to verify the identities of the accounts signing up for it and Twitter was soon flooded with fake tweets from seemingly real verified accounts with blue check marks forcing them to roll back their initial launch. However, to solve some of the problems it had created itself, Twitter has now introduced a few more measures to ensure that certain accounts are who they say they are. This seems to slowly but surely be expanding, with some profiles now festooned with assorted colors of check marks, profile photos of differing shapes, and various badges, icons, and labels. Now, talking about how this buyout has impacted Twitter itself, Musk's takeover of Twitter and making it private means that Twitter's stocks no longer trade on New York Stock Exchange. Last year, Twitter owed about $51 million in interest on its debt. After going private, the estimates are that Twitter will owe at least a billion dollars annually on about $13 billion in new debt. Advertisers, which provide about 90% of Twitter's revenue, have reduced their spending on the platform as they wait to see how it will fare under Mr. Musk. Several U.S. companies, including General Mills, United Airlines, and Audi of America, said they were temporarily halting ads on Twitter despite Musk's assurance to advertisers. Now, discussing whether this takeover and the company changes have had any kind of impact on Twitter's users. Now, although Twitter has technically seen a percentage of hike in its usage, it can be essentially be attributed to the fact that Twitter has been a constant in the news headlines worldwide, plus compounded with Elon Musk's immense popularity and cult following. However, speaking in relative terms, about 1.3 million people, including many celebrities and active users, have now quit the platform because of what Elon Musk has been doing with Twitter and the lack of clarity regarding its future, with the specific emphasis on the ambiguity surrounding data privacy. Now, talking about how this buyout has impacted data privacy, along with claiming that he wants to enhance the platform with new features, Elon wants to authenticate all real humans. What exactly this means is unclear, but it could signal to an end to the current username policy. This would mean that users would be more closely tied to their identity, making their data easier to track and more lucrative to sell to advertisers. 
what is most concerning though is that musk now has access to the data of every twitter user as ceo he has direct access to all the data stored on the platform every ip address direct message and the user profile is now in his hands it is also possible that musk will take an advantage of partnerships that benefit his other companies like tesla in this case users data privacy could take a back seat not only could partnered companies gain access to twitter's users data but musk could authorize government agencies foreign or domestic to access the data now one of the most important questions that comes here is that how this buyout has impacted free speech and hate speech although mr musk has described himself as a free speech absolutist he is also known for blocking or disparaging other twitter users who question or disagree with him musk has also declared a war on bots and fake accounts vowing to take down all of them in a bid to rid twitter of fake accounts imitating how humans use twitter and yet musk's measures to implement total freedom of speech on the platform may exacerbate the problem of fake news and misinformation it may also give space to air deeply problematic ideological content or divisive views that can be accessed by large audiences experts also fear that a total ban on censorship and alliance for every user to post content unchecked may lead to chaos and hate speech Twitter in common with other online platforms has a responsibility to respect freedom of expression but equally it has a responsibility not to allow freedom of expression to override other human rights completely Twitter again like most other social media platforms has long been linked to overt expressions of racism and misogyny with a flood of racist tweets even surfacing after Musk closed his deal Problematic content and formerly barred accounts have increased sharply in this short time since Elon Musk has taken over, especially those containing racist, homophobic, or anti-Semitic slurs. Accounts that Twitter used to regularly remove, such as those as identified as a part of the Islamic State, which were banned after U.S. government classified ISIS as a terror group, have come roaring back. accounts associated with qanon a vast far right conspiracy theory have paid for and received the verified status on twitter under musk's twitter blue giving them a sheen of legitimacy concluding this conversation about this topic of twitter buyout by elon musk we can say that for a long time twitter has been the medium for the general public to voice their opinions and concerns and to make sure that they are heard it is avidly used by activists civil society groups journalists and politicians all of whom are influential in shaping public policy and opinion the platform has also proved crucial for those organizing protests in places like india nigeria and argentina and has provided an avenue for those living in highly controlled societies like saudi arabia to voice criticism of their governments So now going back to the question of why was Elon Musk even interested in purchasing Twitter in the first place? Twitter's case is an interesting one because what it lacks in revenue, size or growth potential, it makes up for in a much harder way to define. 
It carries absolutely enormous cultural power and has an unrivaled ability to shape the news we read, the content we consume, and the culture we live in. And for now, that's it from our side. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast as much as we did making this one. Uh, stay tuned for more such interesting conversations coming up soon on Zero Town. Bye.